I'd like you to turn in your Bible to Mark chapter 5. And we're going to be reading uh, Mark chapter 5. And we're going to read 21 to 34. When Jesus had again crossed by the boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue rulers named Jairus came, seeing Jesus fell at his feet and pleaded earnestly with him, my little daughter is, is dying, please come and put your hands on her that she may be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. A large crowd followed, pressing around him. And this is where I want to preach from this morning. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had been suffering a great deal under the care of many doctors and spent all she had. And yet, instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, <clears throat> she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak, his garment. Because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was free from her suffering. At once Jesus realized that power had gone out of him. That's amazing. He turned round in the crowd and said, who touched me? You see people crowding against you, his disciples said, and you say, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking round to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what, she, what had happened to her, she came and fell at his feet, trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has healed you. Your faith has freed you. Your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be free from your suffering. Verse 22. When she heard about Jesus and she came behind him and in verse 28 because she thought to herself if I just teach, if I just touch him what you think about yourself is the most important thing in all the world. What you think about yourself inside. There's a famous plastic surgeon. This is a true story. And a, a, a young lady went to him who came from parents who were millionaires and she spent something like 200, at that time, 200,000 pounds because she didn't like what she was looking at in the mirror. And after many years of work, one day she walked, looked in the mirror and she screamed and she went back to the plastic surgeon and said this to him, you have not changed me one single bit. <clears throat> and that plastic surgeon became a great psychologist because he realized that beauty was an inside job. What she was thinking about herself, she couldn't get over anything else that anybody said, anybody done, because it was the inside that was the problem. Great faith can be measured by the obstacles that it challenges in front of it. Like, see, God gives us, if, if you've got the faith of a mustard seed, think what that little seed needs to go through to become one of the biggest plants that we know. It has to go through a lot. So great faith is measured by the great obstacles. This woman's faith is remarkable. And everything was against her. Bleeding 
for 12 years. I'm telling you, if and women would know this more, if you're bleeding for 12 years every day, that's going to make you weak. And that bleeding would destroy her relationships, her standing in society, getting a job. And we know that she never had it all of her life. So at some point in her life, a train wreck came in. And then life does that when you don't expect it. Something comes in from the side because life is not straightforward. Or is that just me? So one day she got up and it would be bleeding as normal for a lady. And then the next day and then the next. Now think about this. 12 years later, 12 years, her dreams of marriage and life and society and job, everything is ruined because something, there's an issue in her life. She's bleeding for 12. She said she spent everything trying to get better. And people do that in the world. Change my face, change this, bigger house, bigger job, bigger this. Nothing wrong with prosperity as long as you don't worship it and think it will bring you what you, you need. Because in fact, the more you get, the emptier you'll feel. She spent everything. All of a sudden, house didn't matter. What car I was driving, what mattered is my very health. There's something inside of me that's robbing me of my life. And it's been robbing me for 12 years. And there's not a doctor in the land. There's not a, a physician there's not a tablet, there's not a drink, there's not a drug. I have spent everything. You see, life is precious. You get things into priority. When you're sick, you give up the world to dance again and feel good again. And we take it for granted. Everything failed. But she heard about Luke 4.18. Jesus said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He came upon me to heal the brokenhearted. He came upon me to bring healing to the heart and to people's lives. Her perseverance and her life was challenging. No money, no relationship, all her dreams, everything gone because of bleeding for 12 years. This is amazing. Now, everybody's pressing into Jesus. But you see the difference here, and this is the difference. This is the difference this morning. The disciple said, everybody's touching you. He said, but somebody touched me with faith. Somebody believed that I could do what I said I could do. Somebody had the audacity to hear about me and actually believe it and traveled and traveled and traveled. A crowd was in front of her, but she believed that if I could just touch him, something could happen. This wasn't just somebody bumping into church, somebody attending church, somebody just fasting, somebody doing something religious. Here was a desperate, desperate person who had enough faith because she'd heard of the stories that the blind see, eyes are opening, and she said, I'm desperate. If I can only touch him. He said, I know everybody's touching me, but somebody has drew something out of me. Hallelujah. My goodness. What church am I in this morning? <laughs> Hallelujah. Your life, just one touch from the king changes everything. 
But do you think she, do you think she got 12 years touched from bleeding and went, well, thank you. That was lovely. Very nice. <laughs> Not on your life. She couldn't believe it. It said, and by the way, not only did he know that she touched him, she knew at that moment he touched me. She said at that moment she knew she was healed. How did she know? There's a revelation knowledge. You can get touched by God and not know about it. You can get baptized in the Spirit and go, well, I don't know if I did. If you get baptized, if you get touched, if you get healed, you know you've been touched when God touches you. If you've been forgiven, if you've been set free from your rotten, dirty, filthy, rotten sin and you've been touched by the king, you know about it. I don't care stuffy religion. I'll dance if I want to. You don't know where I came from. You don't know what I'm delivered from. I've been touched by the king. Hallelujah. What a savior. Hallelujah. To have something that powerful. But here's the thing that amazes me. It says in that verse 24, like I said, but she said to herself, you see, what do you speak to yourself about? What you speak to yourself is really, really important. She said to herself, wasn't asking anybody's opinion. What do you think? She thought to herself, see what you think about yourself is really, really important. Do you remember Caleb? Caleb in, in, in Numbers 13, 20, when God said, you can go into the promised land, it's flowing with milk and honey. I mean, one and a half million people got it wrong and two got it right, so the majority are not always right. No, no, what they said, they thought to themselves, we are like grasshoppers in their eyes. It says in Numbers 13, 30, don't turn to it, but Jacob's, uh, Caleb stood up and this is what it said. He silenced all the other voices and said, no, we can go in and we can take this land because God said we can. Oh, get all the other voices out of your spirit. Get all the negative of what we can't do and believe that with God, all things are possible, that God can revive again. God still heals, still sets free, and can still raise the dead. Somebody say to yourself this morning, I'll say to myself, my God can do this. My God can still heal. What you talk to yourself instead of the rubbish. I was just speaking to somebody just the other day. He was telling a story when he was five years old. He went to get a hug off his mum and she laughed at him and rejected him. He said, because we don't laugh. We don't, we don't hug in this house. Nobody says we love each other. He said, never heard his dad or mum, anybody saying, I love you. Never heard that. And he said, at five years old, I decided I will never, ever ask anybody to hug me again. And he said, 45 years later, in a room, God touched him and delivered him from a spirit of rejection. And he said, every time he said that got in me, Nobody loves me. Nobody wants me. You see what you speak to yourself. I'm rubbish. I'm an idiot. I don't look right. Let me tell you, one, God doesn't make rubbish. How dare you criticize his handiwork? I'll tell you right now, I'm wonderful looking. <laughs> well, if I don't think of that about myself, am I going to look in the mirror and criticize God? No, I can abuse myself. I can do this. But it's amazing what people think about themselves. You could be in a room with a hundred people, confident, dancing, you look the part. I remember me and my brother playing football in the living room once. 
and I kicked the ball, hit my mother's best vase, and it wobbled, and it wobbled, and then it went. And if you knew my mother, you'd, you'd be frightened too. Glaswegian nutter. She was wild. So I, I got it, and I'd done a masterpiece. I managed to get it all, and I just I sat it up. Sorry, the story's, the story's wrong. I was kicking the ball in the living room on my own. That's where it was. So I fixed it. And one day my brother walked by it and it just all went carumbo. <laughs> I mean, you should have seen the state of him by the time she had finished with him. <laughs> but my point is, it looked all together. Just one more poke. What you think about yourself can make you very fragile. You look, you look the part. But what do you think about yourself? What do you, what do you speak to yourself about? Caleb silenced them. All those voices. Who do you think you are? Well, how long have you got? Because let me tell you what he says about me. This is important. What you think about yourself. That's why Christians are living, I call them wilderness Christians. They get saved and they're miserable and they hang on, they gossip. They gossip about everybody, everything's wrong. They bring down the church of God. They've not matured because it's what they think about themselves and what they think people are thinking. And they end up in this wilderness. Do you know one and a half million people died in that wilderness? No, why? Because God hears what you're thinking. He knows your thoughts. In Luke 12, verses 13 to 17, there was a farmer, a rich man, and he said, I'll build bigger barns, I'll build bigger houses, and I'll build bigger this. And this is what God said to him. You fool. You're a fool what you're thinking about yourself. Tonight, your very soul will be required of you. See, there's nothing wrong with thinking bigger barns and bigger things, but he never brought God into it. I'll build bigger barns. And God said, you're a fool. This very night, your life will be required. And I, I, I read that this morning and I thought, God, here's what you're thinking. Nothing wrong with thinking that as long as you're saying, God, is this your will? People of faith speak differently. And that's what Caleb, see Caleb, what Caleb was thinking, it came out, he confessed it. He said, don't worry about the giants. Don't worry about the obstacles in front of me. If God said it, they're coming down. See, that's faith talk. Hang about with people who have got a bit of talk. Faith talk. You know, we're doing an outreach. Well, we've done that before in 1960. <laughs> that's what it's like. See, it's an old tape. An old tape gets played. There's a tape recorder. When I was on drugs for 10 years, you'll never be a pastor. You'll never do this. You'll never do that. I had to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. And I got transforming by believing what he said about me more than what I said about me, more than my parents, more than the world, more than the church. What God said about me, I had the audacity to believe. I took out the old tape. I broke it and I started to put new ones in, new CDs. I can do all all things through Christ who strengthens me and I started to speak faith and people looked at me when I was seven stone and I had nothing and they were looking at me and they're going yeah well God bless you son that's great 
And I said, no, I'm not staying in the wilderness with you. And I've lost friends who never came up. They still went down and I loved them. And they rejected me. And I said, and know what? They're still in the same place where they've always been. And they're still talking about the same thing. What you think about yourself is really, really important. And you must get those other voices out of your head. You don't need to be young. It can happen when you're old. Everybody, there's not a person in this room who's not insecure. You're all falling. We're all falling. We're all messed up. Oh, you look nice. You know. Got your trinity from London on and all that. Socks and ties and we all look, we're all broken. Do you, do you understand that? We're all broken. That's why you had to come. We're all insecure. But you don't need to live there. You can change the tape. And she said, if I just touch him. And that was enough faith to stop a woman bleeding who had an impossible situation that not a doctor could touch. And that faith healed her. I think that's phenomenal. Faith. Faith is amazing. But she was desperate. What a message the gospel is. What a message. I mean, you know the power of it, don't you? Anybody here know the power of the gospel? I was blind, but now I see. Psalm 42, David starts to speak to himself. And he says this, Why are you downcast, O my soul? Put your hope in God. He's speaking to himself. He's talking to his soul. Why are you downcast, O my soul? You know what he said? I'm not going to let my soul dictate my day. I'm not going to let my circumstances dictate who I am or what I am. See, Joseph was fruitful when he was in prison because what he talked to himself about bore fruit. Why are you downcast, O my soul? I don't just get up in the morning. Well, he, so, and somebody says, I only take, only take somebody dinner. I mean, you're just going to work and somebody just needs to give you a phone call or say a bad word. Husband and wife, you pick something up wrong in the morning. What was that you said? What, what was that you said? You fall in a room. What was that you said? Big argument. What was that you said? You won't let it go because you thought you heard something, but you never heard that. And the devil jumps in and he uses it and everything screws up your day. Everything messes up your day. Why are you downcast, oh, my soul? My soul is not going to dictate my day. My feelings are not going to dictate my day. And David said, I don't care why you're feeling down. And it, and it might have been something, and it could have been a fact, and it could have been true. But he said, let me tell you this. You're not going to live there today. Why are you downcast, oh, my soul? I'm going to put my hope in God today. My business, I don't know where it's going, and your soul starts to go, well, you know, throw in the towel. And God says, you should, I put my hope in God today. The kids... My kid is driving me around the wall. My soul goes down and down. I'm discouraged. I'm going to put my hope in God today. My future doesn't look right. I've got a bad report from a doctor, but my faith has put my hope in God today. And it goes on and on and on and on and on. And I'll tell you, if you see somebody who's complaining and grumbling at 16, 70 years old, it's because that very reason they've been speaking what's in the inside and what's in your heart. If you want to know what's in your heart, it will listen to what you say. It will come out your mouth. Somebody said to me once about somebody, not long ago, well, they've got a good heart. And I said, well, it's the heart that's the problem. Or they wouldn't be speaking like that. You've got it all wrong. You're talking a load of rubbish. I just need to listen to somebody's conversation. 
they've got a good heart. If they had a good heart, what would come out of their mouth is totally different. And that's not for anybody. I'm talking to you this morning. I'm talking to me this morning. What's in your heart? Even thinking about people wrongly. Oh, I tell you, I could. You're lucky I'm a Christian. You're lucky I'm a Christian. What does that mean? You're lucky I'm a Christian. The things we think. And Proverbs says this, as a man thinks, so he is. She said to herself. David in Psalm 30, in verse 6, when they came to Ziglag and, and kidnapped his wife and his children and burnt everything, all his men, all of a sudden, all of his men wanted to stone him. But it said, David encouraged himself in the Lord. Hallelujah. I love this man. Everything's against, even his, even his, lead, even his, leader, his leadership went against him and said, it's your fault. Some, some, every, no, listen, if anything goes wrong, all of a sudden you are the leader. <laughs> Who's the leader? Ham, it's definitely him. It's him over there. And they all came and said, they wanted to stone him. My goodness, they wanted to stone him. I said, but David found strength in God. He encouraged himself. Started to speak to himself. How do you encourage yourself? He must have looked back and said, you can do what you want against me, but if God is for me, who can be against me? I've seen Goliath coming down. I'm encouraging myself in the Lord. Saul's been chasing me for 11 years, but he never got me because if God is for you, who can be against you? I'm encouraging myself in the Lord. I went bankrupt. I started another business. They thought it was all over, but I encouraged myself in the Lord. They said I'd never make it. They said I'd never preach. I had a stutter. My name was Moses. I was talking like that, that. But God, I started to believe God for great things. I started to believe I was stupid enough. I was foolish enough to the world to believe that if you touch God, things can change. Things can change in Whitley Bay if a group of people believe God for the lost. It's not the best place in the world. People are going to hell. You, get, you, you, get, you don't see anybody getting buried with their BMWs and all their money. You're gone. They said to themselves, where's God? Who's God? Start to speak. David, so down. Everybody's against him. It's no time for pity party. Feel sorry for yourself. Get the word of God. Read the scripture. Read the Psalms. Out. Noon again, I do it. I'm in my office. The Lord is Jay Shepherd. Jay shall not lack. He makes Jay lie down in green pastures and that. He restores Jay's soul. He lifts me up. I start to encourage myself because there's nobody else sometimes. I can't put that pressure on my wife. Make me happy. You should be there for me. And God says, know what? I am here for you. Speak to me. Lift your soul up. Lift your hand. And somebody, start believing God for greater things than we've ever seen in our generation. Can somebody say amen? amen. Romans 12, 2. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. My goodness, the mind. Whoa. How would you feel if I said, well, there's two of you here this morning. Happy days. We, got, we captured your thoughts this week. We're just going to put them up on the board. <laughs> Be like the Rocky Horror Show. 
It's really important, church. It's really important. I want to die well. I want to finish strong for this generation. I don't want to go in limping, just hanging in there. I want a generation to see what God can do with a man or woman who's saying, if I touch him, something will happen. If I touch him, then he can touch them. If I can touch him, if I can get free, then I can, I've got a testimony to tell about everybody else about my freedom. And then I can say, come and let me tell you a man who's done this for me. And you bring them to church and then he touches them and then he touches them. And there's people going in there to have dinner who are less fortunate than us today. And I pray with all my heart that they will see somebody with faith, hear testimonies today, and they'll touch them and he'll touch them and their lives will be changed forever. Can somebody say amen? amen. Be transformed. She touched him. Can you imagine when she went home? That walk home. I can't, I don't like formal religion, so I've got an imagination, so I'm just gonna, you know, imagine walking home. Like that, you know. You're beauty, man, like that. Twelve years. Twelve years. No chance of getting married, no relationship, no children, you can't have anything, you're ruined, you're wrecked. And <laughs> gets home gets on the phone <laughs> hi mum you know I'm skint because I've spent everything I've no money I was wondering if you could lend me some money I'll meet you at Dorothy Perkins <laughs> and they walk into Dorothy Perkins and she's like that I've not been able to do this for a long time I'm buying a new outfit and then I'm going to the hairdressers because this is brilliant. I'm going to spray myself and I won't be stinking tomorrow because I know I'm healed. And I won't have to wake up and go, here's a mess again. No, she gets a new dress and if Dorothy Perkins like that, hey, that'll do me. <laughs> oh, yeah, somebody praise God. Yeah. What we're seeing is a soul set free, a young woman. And there she is walk, walking in the dress or, or, or an older lady dress. Then she goes to the hairdressers like that. Oh, I'll, have a, I'll, get, I'll get a perm, make it tight, tight perm. <laughs> And then she goes into boots, you know those things, you see them sitting on the stools. She's sitting there and she's like, ah, can, what do you think the makeup? Go for it, go for it, give it your best shot. And then she thinks, I think I'll go to the community hall tonight. And, and everybody's gone. <laughs> Twelve years. And here she is. All because of him. Prostitutes on our streets who don't feel like ladies. You know what he said to her? Daughter, your faith. Daughter. Prostitutes. We walked in Team Challenge. Prostitutes, drug addicts, broken. You should have seen them selling their bodies for 10, 20 pound bag of heroin, wrecked and bruised. And to see them at their graduation. Oh, I mean, dolled up and big, all the family, all the parents, all the children getting restored and they're up there. And, and, oh, you, you come to one of those, they, they are dancing, right? They're shouting because they've been touched by the king. You know, they don't know anything about religion. They just know about a relationship with God that set them free. Praise God. And you imagine she walks into the community hall and goes, hi. <laughs> Isn't it Beautiful. Is anybody thinking about, I'm not even talking about her, I'm talking about him. I'm talking about his power to deliver. And all, all, all it came out of was this, she heard about Jesus and then she said to herself, if I can touch him, 
And God said, I'm going to reward that kind of faith. And here we are in Whitley Bay, in a little church. You know, could there ever be 200 people in this building, two services? If, if, if you want that, you're going to need to think different. Small-minded religion that keeps the door closed and limits God because of your faith. Because let me tell you, nothing wrong with God's power. Nothing wrong with God. What you think about yourself is really important. Uh, so I'll ask you this, and we'll finish in five minutes. Whose report are you going to believe today? Are you going to believe God's, or are you going to believe your past history and what people said and the teacher? If I told you all of my testimony, you'd be weeping this morning at how crippled I was with confidence. Couldn't put two words together. Battered, you talk about battered and bruised. You talk about a mindset. I was wasted. Literally wasted in the inside. And I walked into a church and the same thing happened to me 2,000 years later that happened to her. I touched him and he touched me and I came out of that church 30 years ago. Never had a cigarette or a drink since. I started to believe what he said about me. I don't suffer from any kind of rejection. I'm not looking for men's approval. Stay away from it if I was you or praise. I don't go on the internet and see how many hits I got. I don't need boosted up. I don't need pumped up by looking at facts and figures. I've got a God who loves me. And I actually believe him. In fact, if you go and look at all the other stuff, that's going to help you to feel discouraged. Because you're not all what you think you are. Mr. Captain America. There's a program, isn't there? Who do you think you are? And he finishes with this, daughter, your faith has healed you. Your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be free from your suffering. The power of faith. And it says in the Bible in Hebrews 11, they died in faith. It starts in faith and you die in faith. What you think about yourself, what you think. And I'll tell you this, I'm at total peace. Because I used to be the worst grumbler in the world. And I'm not joking, it, it destroyed me. It crushed me. It would just be, I was so negative. We'd go on holiday and I'd go, I don't believe we're in the, this room. Look at that wallpaper. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Of all the wallpapers in the world, we get that. Kind of, I, I kind of look at that all day. You think I'm joking? I just find something. And, and I stopped growing. I was dying. And I tell you, I nearly died in the wilderness. I complained about everything. The food came. Everything was great apart from one thing. I, I don't believe that. That's cold. That's, that's not as hot as the other one. And Fiona would just be going, are you having a laugh? I can't believe we came to Acorn. I don't know. I'm only joking. <laughs> I never said that, by the way. But you know what I mean? Grumbling. Three worship songs were great and one wasn't. What did you see? What did you hear? I'm serious. 
I've not got long with you. And I'm going to tell you all the preaching in the world, all the Holy Ghost conferences, all the prophetic words over your life. Nothing will change your life more by being transformed by the renewing of your mind. What you think about yourself is really, really important. What you think about him, because the people who know their God do great exploits, the reason she was able to touch him because she believed who he said he was or she wouldn't have went for him. She believed that he could heal. Who are you? What do you think about these days? I want to encourage you. You can have experiences, praying tongues and being deep, deep bondage. You can go to Pentecostal churches, lift your hands, dance and sing and walk out there crippled because if this doesn't change, you're going to be stunted and you could end up dying in the wilderness. Oh, you'll you, you go home. But who wants to go home from a wilderness experiences when you could go into a promised land and live life abundantly and walk in the power of the Spirit, believing who God says you are? If any man in Christ is a new creature, the old is gone and the new has come. Only if we bought that house, only if we moved there, only if I took that job, only and only and only, rather than saying, God's a miracle worker. All things work together for the good of those who love God. Even if I make a mistake. It's like a sat-nav. You take your own turning. The sat-nav reroutes you and sends you back. It might take a bit longer to get there because you made a few wrong decisions. But God will get you home if you trust him. Can somebody shout amen? amen. Let's stand then for a moment. I'm going to ask Charlie just to come up for a minute. Would you close your eyes? Great faith. She said, if I only touch him, not church, not people, not the pastor, not some great person, not some great, it doesn't matter who's who, it's him. The reason she got the new dress, the reason she got haircut and lived her life again, we don't know if she went on to get married, we don't know anything about her. That side of it is just a presumption. But I'll tell you, I guarantee you, your faith has made you well. All I know is she got up the next day and life was different. And it was different for a long, long time. God's not finished with you yet. Rejection. Some of you need to stop that. I'm going to be rejected by men. So you pretend to be what you're not. Be yourself. Because I don't want to suffer rejection again. The fear of man. Listen, we need to get free from this stuff. If you've got a grumbling spirit, then you need to say, God, no, there's definitely things we need to talk about. But if it's a grumbling spirit, you need to say, God, would you change me in that area? I need to see, I need to see the best in this. Holy Spirit, I pray right now that you would help us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. And how does that happen? By reading and saturating yourself in the word of God. Forget about your past. Don't let your past determine your future. This is a new day. Some of you need to draw a line in the sand. I'm not going to ask you to come forward, but what I'm going to do, you might be in a row of seat. I'm just going to ask you, if, 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 if you're just saying, by faith, I'm going to ask God to touch me or do something in an area. I just want you to stand in the aisle where you are. Just come out from where you're seated. Stand in the aisle and I'm just going to pray for you. Come right out. That's it. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Just come this way. Just come this way. Out in the aisle. God bless you. Julia. 
anybody else. Yeah, just keep coming. Come on, step down a bit. If there's somebody behind you, don't crowd. I'll tell you what, just walk forward maybe a couple of steps to let the people in. Take two or three more steps. Anne-Marie from Anne-Marie, can you just come forward a bit? Thank you. Okay, you can just stop there. I mean, that's a lot of people this morning who need a touch. I want, you, I want you to look at me for a minute if you're in the aisle. What you've heard this morning is maybe a Scottish accent, but what you've heard deeper than that is you've heard something of God stirring your faith up and saying, I'm going to believe that he can touch me again. This is not a man. This is not a... This building, it's a building. The acorn's not a building. As we identify it as a building, but acorns are church of people who believe God. I can't believe for you, but I'll tell you this. I'm going to, I'm, I can believe with you, but I can't believe for you. you your faith needs to touch him. As you're standing on this aisle, I want you to imagine you've got a rock in your hand, whatever it is. For her, it's just saying, God, I've 12, 12 years of bleeding. And when she touched him, with one hand, she's touching him. I'm reaching out in faith to him. Now, this is, not a, this is not just a feeling. Not a feeling. So I'm reaching out in faith to him. And then, and with this other thing in my hand, I'm letting it go. So I want you to close your eyes. And I don't care if you've done it a thousand times. This morning is different. Your life could change. I want you to come to Christ. Jesus. 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 There's just something. If you're in the middle, keep concentrating on him. About that name. Master. Master. Savior, touch him, Jesus, like the session after the rain, just go to him, go to him, Jesus, 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 there's heaven and death proclaim fields and kingdoms will all pass away but there's something just one more time kings and kingdoms Kings and kingdoms will all pass away, but there's something about that name. Just look. I am the great I am. Lord, you're the great I am. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. You're the God who still opens red seas. You're the God who still opens blind eyes. You're the God who gives revelation. You're the great I am. 
you are still the same today, yesterday, and forever. And we exalt you. We lift away from ourselves. We don't look to the mountain. We look beyond it to you. Lord, every man and woman standing at this altar, standing right now with our hands to you, lifting to you and stretching through the crowd and the noise in this world and the past and all of it to touch you, to touch you, to touch you. Touch them, Lord, in Jesus' name. Be free in the name of Jesus. Today, you will never, ever be the same. Now go in his name and be transformed by the word. Believe what he says about you. We're not denying facts or feelings, but we're not letting them rule us. We're saying, no, I'm a child of God. And God, will you bless me? This is a new day. I will say to myself in the morning, no matter what mountains in front of me, as the mountain speaks to me and says, today you're going to be buried in this, then I will say, but he that is in me is greater than he that is in the world. I can't do this. That voice will say, and then a voice will come and say, I can master every situation through Christ who strengthens me. Healing was for yesterday. No, Jesus is the same today and forever. He can heal me. A relationship that's in tatters, no, God is able to restore. I'm going to speak to myself differently. Now, the last thing I want you to do, and then I'm going to pray, I want you to take out the old tape recorder. And I want you to break it, put it at the cross, and see it broken. And then I want you to take the word of God in your hand and say, this now will be the word. This will be my guide. This will be my strength. This will dictate to me how I feel and what my eyes will see. Holy Spirit these people are your people they're not coming to flesh and blood they're coming to him you've called them and they've heard something in their heart you've spoke about so will you do what only you can do and as they walk out the door feeling or not feeling they have believed today by stepping out that things will be different and they will come into a larger place of new ground. I believe in God for great things. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.